Hello and welcome to the MICIA podcast sponsored by Raymond. This is Jim Carp, and we're continuing the series of interviews that we had at the inaugural MICIA conference held up at Shanty Creek this past July. In this case, we're going to be talking with Josh Hovey. He is the Director of Communications for the Association. He gives us the big picture of the Bank Safe Bank Act, as well as some of the agenda items at a state level from the lawmakers, and then delves into a lot of the subtle nuances associated with some of the insights from the emergency law that was recently put out there. So let's cut over to that interview, and we'll see you at the back end. Okay, good afternoon. This is Jim Carpen. I have Josh here with me from the MICIA. Josh, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, Josh Hovey, Communications Director for the Michigan Cannabis Industry Association. I also am uh, the Vice President at Truscott Rossman. We're a public relations firm uh, in Lansing, also with offices in Detroit, Grand Rapids, and uh, Washington, D.C., and uh, the MICIA is uh, one of my main clients that I have the honor of working with. Yeah, and uh, I know you were instrumental in putting the whole conference, the summer conference, together. I know it's a lot of work. Uh, how's it feel to have a good part of it done? It's quite a relief, and, and you know, I, I can't take all the credit. I have a great team, uh, Wendy from my office especially, uh, worked her butt off to put this conference together, and it's gone extremely well, especially for an organization that's only six months old. Yeah, yeah. and the, the topics today were just, you know, to point and on target and uh, very meaningful. And, you know, there's quite a few trends that are out there today. So, you know, from your vantage point, and you get a lot of interaction across the board from all different sectors of the state, as well as different parts of the niches, what are some of the trending topics and what, what should we be looking for in the near-term horizon? Yeah, as an association, we would really have been focused on a few issues, um, you know, the medical marijuana rules and regulations and trying to streamline those. And um, we had a really big win this year when we were able to uh, work with the governor's office and encourage them to disband the medical marijuana licensing board and uh, give the authority directly to the regulators at the state. And um, that's helped tremendously to streamline the licensing and get more businesses licensed. And, and so we're really glad to have a an open ear at the governor's office and at the uh, Department of Regulatory Affairs. Um, so that was a big win, but we've been focused lately on things like the Safe Banking Act at the federal level. Uh, that's a major problem for our members and um, and actually for our association ourselves. I mean, um, as a nonprofit trade association that doesn't touch marijuana um, ourselves, it's hard for us to find a credit card vendor. Um, it took quite a while for a bank to uh, be willing to work with us. And those are things that we deal with as a um, nonprofit, but also every single one of our members deals with. And so the passage of the Safe Banking Act would um, prohibit banking regulators from punishing any bank that works with a, um, a legal licensed um, cannabis company. Um, it's common sense. We have 30 plus states with medical marijuana. We have, I think, 11 states now with uh, adult use marijuana. So um, it's just, insane that we're in the year 2019 and this is essentially an all-cash industry it just it's inefficient it doesn't make sense it's um it's not smart to be carrying around hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars in or cash. even having to keep it in the a safe someplace i know a the exactly. insurers won't insure the money either oh ex exactly i mean there's just all sorts of problems and uh, what we talk to lawmakers about is that um you know it's not just a problem that cannabis companies deal with this isn't just and whether you support cannabis companies or not, this is really a small business issue because it impacts any company that tries to do business with a cannabis company. Mm -hmm. You know, your architecture firms, your interior designers, your accountants, uh, website designers, any, anything like that. 
and um, they they have a problem with um, if, if their bank found out that they were doing business with a cannabis company and they wanted to deposit that cash, that bank could theoretically close their account. So yep. this is an impact to not just a small business or, or not just a cannabis company, but anyone in the small business who's doing trying business. to expand into this new market. It's an exciting new market that's ripe for growth for any number of companies. Okay. And so, so, yeah. so it sounds like we got the banking and it looks like it's headed in the right direction. It is. I mean, so we were fortunate to have um, the support of the Michigan, Michigan House of Representatives. We did a lobby day uh, a month and a half or so ago and met with our state lawmakers as an industry and talk to them about the issue. And it's even though it's a federal level, but we need to educate our state lawmakers so that they can pass the word on to uh, their colleagues at the national level. Um, so we were able to get a resolution passed in the House that encouraged the federal government to kind of get off their butts and deal with this issue. And then about a week after that, we were in D.C. Um, with our fellow colleagues from across the country with the National Cannabis Industry Association mm -hmm. and did um, a lot of lobbying there um, and had some very positive conversations, uh, especially with the Michigan delegation. Uh, folks like uh, Rep Amash, um, who's making a lot of headlines right now, but he, he really um, took our issue to heart and, and seemed to understand where we were coming from. Um, I've had personal conversations with Rep Kildee. Um, he definitely gets where, where this is going. And, and so this is a bipartisan issue, and it looks like it might even have the support to pass in the House, um, and then we'll turn our attention to the Senate. Okay. All right. So, so from a banking perspective, you got things rolling there. What else is on the agenda and the things that you're accomplishing? Well, just last week, uh, July 3rd, um, right before the holiday, we, we got the good news that the state has issued its emergency rules for the adult use uh, marijuana program. And uh, we're in the process of kind of pouring through the, the nitty gritty details. But at first glance, uh, Michigan has a lot to be proud of uh, with these rules. Um, they're very progressive, very forward thinking. Um, for example, um, there's, there's, for medical marijuana, there's a capitalization requirement. You have to have, I think it's like $600,000 in, um, in, in liquid assets mm -hmm. uh, just to get a license. Um, you know, that, that's a, a big hurdle for a small business to come up with that kind of cash and, and get a license. And so um, that has been a route removed in the adult use rules, um, which we think continues to keep Michigan small business friendly when it comes to cannabis. Um, there's also um, some social justice requirements. So um, a business applying for an adult use license has to put forth to the state a plan for how it's going to encourage diversity within its company. Um, so that that puts some of the owner onerous on the state or on the, um, the businesses themselves to be proactive and make sure that they're um, being inclusive to communities that have been disproportionately impacted by prohibition. Uh, so that's very progressive forward thinking. And then the state also has um, anticipated the use of um, cannabis at special events. Um, you know, we've had the Cannabis Cup in Michigan for mm -hmm. several years now. I've been there once myself, and. Um, you know that's kind of operating in a gray area. You have a lot of a lot of vendors, a lot of a lot of people consuming on site there, and um, for the most part, the state's kind of turned a blind eye. and And now they'll be able to actually have a, a legal, licensed, regulated event uh, that's approved by the state um, for things like that. So that's really exciting. There'll be um, social or um, social use clubs that could be um, available for licensing in Michigan very soon, where people could actually consume cannabis on site. 
Right. Now, uh, I know they were co- coordinating food and alcohol, and that's still to be determined as to how it's all going to unfold. Yeah, yeah. And, and the state is probably going to take a, a fairly conservative approach to start. Um, but at, at least there's a place where people can consume outside of their home, um, you know, where they can, uh, you know, meet with other enthusiasts and, and connoisseurs and be able to compare and contrast and, and uh, share their experiences. And, you know, this is something that people do already in their own homes. And um, why shouldn't they be allowed to do it in the, the privacy of a private business? It, it makes a lot of sense. So we're really encouraged by that as well. And um, look forward to diving into the deep details because there's uh, something like 60 pages of, of rules that we still have to uh, analyze and pour through. And um, we look forward to doing that for our members in the near future. Great. Anything else in the near term? Uh, not in the near term. We're just going to recover from this conference for a little while, and then we'll be back at it. Uh, we've got a lot of great things coming up. A monthly newsletter will come out uh, the end of July. We're working on a, a quarterly magazine um, and things like that to keep our, our members uh, educated and up to speed. So there's just a lot of great things, and uh, this, this association is going to continue to grow and um, really do a, a great job at representing our industry. Great. So contact information. If somebody wants to reach out to you, best way to get a hold of you? Best way is really through the website, micannabisindustryassociation.org. It's a long one, but it is what we are. And so micannabisindustryassociation.org. You got it. Thanks for your time. Yep. Thank you. As you can see, Josh has a lot of keen insights on what's going on within the industry. And that's the goal for the MICIA as well as Raymond, to keep you informed and keep you on top of the game as you move forward. So that's it for this podcast. Mm-hmm.